This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. Kevin Fishbane, Bears beat writer for The Athletic. If this team's a contender in 2024, what kind of head coach is Matty Rufus then? And is he the right head coach for that group? He might be. We'll learn more about him as the talent grows. Kevin Fishbane talking Bears. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. I love your name. It's a great name. Yeah, great name. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Let's talk some Bears, shall we? Wait, wait, wait. Before we talk Bears, I, I want to ask him something else. All right, well, let me bring him in. All right. Kevin Fishbane. He is on Twitter at KFishbane. He is on the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago, 670 The Score. Fish, were you in the house for Northwestern's win over Indiana? I was, Lawrence, uh, and, and the win over Purdue. So what was that like? <laughs> you know, I, as I've told you guys on this show, I have the great – uh, fortune that I have been to hundreds of both DePaul and Northwestern games as a fan <laughs> in the last we're going like 30 years almost and it was really cool I got to be at both games with my dad you know he he took me to DePaul games growing up and I got to take him to these two games Northwestern games this week these two were number one and number two maybe a low bar but still number one number two in my entire life as a fan in terms of atmosphere and the result, of course, it was uh, it was pretty cool and pretty wild to see uh, the Northwestern basketball community come together like that. And I will say this too, guys, I I don't think I've ever been more wrong about any sport, any coach, any team in my entire life watching sports than this Northwestern basketball team. Nobody saw it coming. No, nobody. Nobody. Maybe maybe even internally. You know, I, I think I think I heard Dave Rebson might have said on the broadcast at the Purdue game that. If you didn't have Northwestern 13th, it was because you had them 14th. He's right. Big Ten. It, it, it's just, so it's a credit to the, the coaching staff and the players who have gone through just some brutal seasons. And, uh, yeah, I give them I give them a lot of credit. It's been, uh, it's been really fun to watch it. Um, and it's like weirdly – I mean, here we are sitting here. It's February 17th. They're, you can feel comfortable about the, about the tournament with them, which is strange. 100% you can feel uh, comfortable about them going to the tournament. I'm glad that you had that experience because – as a DePaul fan, I 100% feel your pain, and I'm looking forward to brighter days, but those brighter days never seem to come. Uh, yeah. Now on to the football. So Dan and I are sitting here, and we're doing the show, and we have TVs on, and we flip around. Sometimes we want to watch news. Sometimes we want to see what's happening in the national sports world. We look up, and, and, and at the same damn time, as Future would say, on ESPN and ESPN2, there are simultaneously conversations about panel conversations about trading Justin Fields. What's going on here? I'll throw a third Lawrence around that same time. I saw Dan's tweet. Uh, I, the Dan Patrick show had Mike Tannenbaum discussing the same exact thing. So yeah. Cause that. he's, he's an advocate <laughs> of trading Justin Fields, which is ridiculous considering how he felt about Justin Fields a couple weeks ago, but right. So, here, uh, here's how I'll take this is number one, first off, like, I don't think they should trade Justin Fields. I don't think necessarily think they will trade Justin Fields because like, you know who he is and he still has not reached his potential as a passer. And you also haven't seen him with the right complement of players around him. Um, 
like why would you go behind door number two when you, you what regardless of what your sky report says about these guys you really don't know i mean you just don't it, it, it still is in essence uh, a crapshoot but i i just always have to throw this caveat out there when i have this conversation with anybody because it's going to come up i mean it's going to be a, a nauseating two and a half months until we get through this but here's the one thing we always have to remember Every GM wants to draft his own quarterback. And Ryan Poles is never going to have, most likely, this good of an opportunity to draft a quarterback. He certainly will never probably have the opportunity to draft the best quarterback in the draft. So I just say that because I think we always need to remember those particulars. And nobody but Ryan Poles knows what Ryan Poles thinks of Justin Fields versus what Ryan Poles thinks of Bryce Young, for example. Okay, I'm not saying I think it will happen. I'm not saying I'm not advocating for it, but I just think it's like important to always acknowledge that little hovering thing, that little bit of unknown, um, to maybe understand, I guess, where some of the talking heads are coming from when it gets brought up in conversation. One of my issues with the analysis on this, and, and you would know better than most, because I know that you dig deep into this is the idea of, well, you want to restart the quarterback clock and the Bears are very far away from being good. The Bears have at least three, if not four, years of control on Justin Fields. If if you can't build a team around him by the time you start year four of Justin Fields, shame on you. Yeah, I'm with you, Lawrence. And one of the examples Mike Tannenbaum gave today was he mentioned Trevor Lawrence. And he says, look, at the Jaguars are taking advantage of Trevor Lawrence and look at all the money they spent last year. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields were in the same draft class. Like, they're the same number year in contract. I guess the Bears might be one year behind Jacksonville in, in terms of splurging in free agency. But you're right. They have they have the control. And just because the... Look, the, if, if you are in position to give Justin Fields a mammoth extension... After the 2023 season, that means you're in great shape, right? The Eagles were in the spot last year, guys. We were not talking about Jalen Hurts as a Super Bowl quarterback in February of 2022. The Eagles had this situation where he was their starter, but they had enough draft capital where if it didn't work out, they can make some moves. Um, we were we still didn't really know. We were talking last year, maybe, would they move up in the draft to replace him last year? No, they keep him. They get A.J. Brown. They make those moves on defense. as a Reddick. You saw what happened. Now they're talking about paying him, right? So if Justin Fields is in position to get this extension in 2024 that would you know, put strains in your cap, that's an amazing problem to have because it means Justin Fields had an incredible 2023 season. I think you t- anybody would take that situation to be in. And if he just has an okay season, if he's, you know, maybe a little bit better than last year, then as you said, Lawrence, you're right. You still have control uh, over his contract and you don't have to make these grand decisions. Adam Schefter reporting that Bears linebackers coach Dave Borgonzi is interviewing on Saturday tomorrow for the Cardinals defensive coordinator job. I didn't know he was a prospect for such things. Yeah. um, You know, he's, I think he's been a linebackers coach most of his career. Obviously, he worked with Jonathan Gannon in Indianapolis together. And my sense has been of this staff, of the defensive staff, he was kind of the guy that was 
the defensive that maybe could be a defensive corner someday um, of, of this group of position coaches. I, I, I too, Dan was a little surprised to see that because I just hadn't thought about it for him. Um, but yeah, it's, it'd be an interesting opportunity uh, for him to, to reunite with Gannon. And it's always, you know, when you're the defensive coordinator, or the defensive head coach, I didn't see whether or not Gannon's going to be calling plays um, or if that's an opportunity for Borgonzi, but that is somebody that um, of, of this group of position coaches, uh, if you had to ask me which one is on that path, I probably would have said him. Fish, I've been trying to figure this out for the last couple of days. You're an NFL reporter that's talked to people around this league, and I really do value your opinion. Why in the world, in the world, would Eric Bieniemy even think about going to Washington instead of staying in Kansas City? You know, Lawrence, it's it's a great question. I I, I think that it, it, he's probably looked at this and said, I've had all of these interviews. Everybody knows what I've done with this Chiefs team. Everybody's listened to what Andy Reid has said about me. Why isn't that enough? So maybe someone's in his ear and says, you know what? Clearly this isn't enough, unfortunately. So go try. Let's go do this where... There's nobody wondering whether or not you are the guy in the ear of the quarterback at all times. There's, it is clearly you running this offense, and we we can stop worrying about the whole Andy Reid situation. But it's That's such what, a terrible organization, though. <laughs> you're right. I, I I I'm with you, and you know there are there are coaches who look at. You know, and I've talked to coaches before who are going into different hiring cycles, and one of the things they've said is sometimes they look at a team, and they like they like the idea of being the one that brings a team from the bottom to the top, right? That makes sense. Like you want to be that guy. That looks better for you than if you just go be the play caller for a really really good team that's already got all the pieces in place. So, you know, if he believes in the players there. And the autonomy that he would have on the offense, if he believes that he can lift that offense and not be dragged down by all the issues in the organization, I can see why he could be convinced that would be a good spot for him. But you're right. There's just so many other particulars of play. I just feel I feel for the guy because, as we said, he's been in this spot for so long. And like there's no question about what his contributions are. And he hasn't gotten that opportunity. Um, and it's weird, too, because like there's, you know. What I also want to point this out to guys about Bianami because I've had I've had people I've had like some league sources say to me that they're not surprised by it and the, there's always vague terms about like why whatever it is that is keeping Eric Bianami from getting a head coaching job I think we can all agree that a white man with the same exact resume who would have the same exact pitfalls that the enemy apparently has would probably have gotten a job by now. So if there are those things that exist, that it's just, that, that it's just making him undesirable to these teams. Yeah, you can look at the Wikipedia page. I mean, there yeah. it's, it's bullet point by bullet point. Right. It's just saying, I, I think you could put somebody else in that spot and you could see, and that person would probably get the job quicker than he did. Nathaniel Hackett got a job last year. He doesn't know anything. So after we saw the city's response, the hilarious response from the mayor's office about the Bears closing on the Arlington Heights property, do you know if the if the Bears just responded with, with the eye roll emoji or a chuckle or a you're cute sort of pat on the head? Uh, you know, probably. <laughs> I, I, I probably said this to you guys, you know, you know maybe in September, um, that, like, 
it the not the the city is not offering the Bears to own their own stadium. <laughs> like right. It's like until you're gonna offer them that, like what's the point? Like they 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 can say all these things. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. But they still will have to rent the land from the Chicago Park District, as far as I'm concerned. So like, why would they? Why would they do that? I, I think you know. I think I was reading Brad Beggs this morning. Just lay it out in basic terms. The Bears did not put up nearly two hundred million dollars for this land to not. You know, I know they they use the lawyer talk to say, well, hold on. They're not bluffing. Like this isn't some sort of bluff situation. They're going. Yeah, yeah. So look, they got they've got a lot of work to do uh, to sort through the property taxes and and everything else as as they try to get some help for this thing. Good luck with that. But um, yeah, I I can't. I, I just. The city thing, I, I just, I, I, Dan, I roll my eyes. I send eye roll emojis yes. when I see that. Yeah, I, I can just imagine what the Bears are thinking. It's like, oh, okay, all right. And the fact that they should go so hard in declaring, well, now the negotiations with the city really begin. <laughs> no. No. No, the game's no. been over. They left. It's over. The lights are off in the arena. They're, they're gone. Yep, not happening. Time to, uh, time to move on. Fish, we appreciate the time this season. Thank you so much, man. Love being out with you boys every week. Thank you. That has been the great Kevin Fishman, who has just been a terrific part of our weekly football guests. He's so going to follow Northwestern in the tournament. Oh, absolutely. His face painted purple. Are you kidding? He's he's going to – he doesn't even matter where the regional is. He's going. It doesn't matter where the regional – It doesn't matter where the regional is. I don't oh, even know that reference. I it's, just know it's, you're doing it for the FanDuel reads. It's a, it's a rock reference. He gets started tomorrow with I, the uh, – XFL. There was the story for High Noon that I that I wanted to, to say. I know we've got this stuff to get to that Matt Miller wrote about the, the Bears and You want to do High Noon? Not really. I just this was just hilarious. I mean, it is Friday. I mean, we were gonna do this though. All right, let's do that then. And throw in your story from I'll throw, High Noon. I'll, I'll, I'll throw in the story now. Okay. I'll be back this <laughs> way on we, we don't <laughs> All right. This this was just so so one thing that I'm learning that I'm really gonna enjoy about empty nest life. Oh, is like my favorite time of day now. If we once we Jason goes to the train, he's on his way to school. I come back about you know seven thirty or so. It's got an hour before I leave, and 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 Beth and I can just kind of sit in the family room, have your coffee, have coffee. She's got her laptop. I've got the hard copy of the paper, reading sports news from two days ago, and you know doing a jumble or a crossword puzzle, and just kind of we don't have to say a word to each other, and it's it's <laughs> no really, but it, and it's fine, and then. Today, out of nowhere, she says, uh, so so how many Springsteen tickets you're going to get? Oh. I said, none. I want a total of no Springsteen well, tickets. Well, oh, so, oh, she's Jersey, so it's like so, a religion. But and- she's never really... Like she's not. I, I've is never, she also a sports writer? I've never known her to be a big Springsteen fan. Because that would... I really haven't. I mean, she just, she's just not. Like, she, she'd rather listen to Harry Styles. I, I, but I'm like, wait a second, what? You want to? She's like, yeah, of course. What do you mean? What do you mean you're, we're not going to Springsteen? I said, I had no intention whatsoever of going to see Bruce Springsteen. When do tickets go on sale? Are they already on sale? Did I you think miss out? Soon, I know, but there's all like the pre stuff and, and you know, XRT's talked about it. We're talking about it. So she's like, of course. Like, I ha- it's Bruce Springsteen at Wrigley Field. We're going. I said, no, you're going. You're not going to go? I don't want to go. Wasn't there another concert at Wrigley that you didn't want to go to and you kind of enjoyed yourself? Well, Zach Brown was fine. But my problem with Springsteen 
is that he's he's fine. Like there's a lot of his songs I like, but he plays for like three hours. It's like going to a baseball game at that point. He was born to run. I, I always say, if you were telling me you're giving me 45 minutes for your best stuff, maybe I'll be interested. But so you're the guy that likes the fireworks show where you just say, "Hey, for three minutes we gonna go crazy up in here. We're not gonna wait. It's not gonna be 20 minutes long." I, I wish the, I wish the White Sox would do that. I like the I, I like the XRT shows that they put on in the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage where a band will come in and play four songs, and that is ideal. And then you saw them live. Is there it, any but, artist that you could see yourself saying, "No, I'd like more." I'd have to think about that. Okay. I'd have to think about that. But it's just like, it, I don't I don't need to have like loud music in my ears for three hours. It's just, I, I don't find it cathartic. Dan, I don't, mean but, to, I don't mean to profile here. What? And I know I'm getting ready to, so I'm just going to say this. Aren't, aren't you and Beth really his target audience? Oh, I absolutely I am. Dead central target audience. Guy who talks about a white guy who did 53 years old who talks about sports. White guy. Yeah. That's why I asked if Beth was a sports writer because no, that was what I encountered all the time. If you're running into sports writers at games, they wanted to talk to you about Springsteen. And then as the sports writers got younger, they wanted to talk to you about the Dave Matthews Band or Pearl Jam. And, and what's his his town in New Jersey again? Something Park. I, I I think I think Beth Asbury Park. Asbury Park, right? Is that where he's from? Wow, I did not know I went that deep on Bruce Springsteen trivia. Yeah, I think that's right, and I think that's within just a couple of minutes of where Beth grew up. So I well, get, yeah, like it totally makes sense for her to to want to be at this. I get the Jersey connection thing. But did you see the interview he did with Howard Stern? No, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. It's great. Yeah, let me see how far they put. Yeah, twenty eight minutes apart of the Garden State Parkway. Uh, from her hometown to his, but fa like, fa foo fa. Like I had, I had no idea. Like really, you guys like absolutely. So uh, I said, I'll do what I can do, and then you'll find a friend, and you, you take 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 a friend. Wow, you punted on this, like for real, punted. I don't want to go, Dan. Look, clearly I'm no expert. Um, I think you should go. Why? Because she really wants she to go. She can go. She is I, a grown woman. But she clearly asked you. Because, because I'm she, the guy that works at the radio station that might have an in for tickets. That's why. First of all. Next she wants to spend some magical night at Wrigley Field with her dumbass husband. I mean, Beth can let me know if I'm wrong about this. But we all know that, that Beth is more connected than the mafia. She doesn't <laughs> need your dumbass to get her tickets to anything. Well, what she was trying to say is that no, she wanted no, this no, to be no, you and no, her. No, no, she didn't. And maybe no. some friends. There was, I, think, I think she was giving me right of first refusal. That's how it works. Okay. That's I mean, you works. know your wife better than I do. I just think yeah, that. Yeah, I think she said, look, if she, she was saying, I want to go, and if you want to come with me, <laughs> you come with me because you're my husband, and if you don't, I'll go with somebody else. That's never been an issue, ever, ever, ever with anything. It's right down the street from your house. I generally like Wrigley concerts. We walk there. Yeah. I mean, ACDC was an incredible show. The you pol- went to go see ACDC, but you won't go see Springsteen? I don't like Springsteen that much. And, it t- and it's so long. It's how like, long, I go, oh, my God. How long pee. did you stay at the ACDC show? The whole thing. No! Oh, yeah. start. We got there early start to finish. Who else was there with them? Because wasn't it like a whole thing? No. It was just Vintage Trouble. Oh, Vin- I thought there was like a... No, Vintage Trouble opened for them. We barely saw them. We got in just in time. We went right in. That's when Jason was 11. 
they put the, the earplugs in his ears and said, you know, enjoy it. That's Brian Johnson and, and Angus Young. Watch him rock out. And but, but Green, Green Day was eh. Zach Brown was fine. Who else have we seen there? But I, I eh, eh, eh. I'm gonna, sure I'm sure it'll be, be great, and I'm sure he'll play all night. You're gonna be kicked out of the White Sportscasters Club. <laughs> fine, <laughs> I, I, I take my card. Hey guys, great interview with Theo, and I definitely miss him. First off, the pitch clock. Who's watching the pitch clock? Is it like a buzzer that goes off after 15 seconds? People thought Dan was making this up. <laughs> no, and he wasn't. No, I wasn't. Um, so wait, he's it, not from Esri Park? Where is he from? He's from Freehold? Whatever. Well, that's that's even closer then. See? Freehold's where the racetrack is, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's 10 miles away. There you go. Freehold Raceway. Now, there's like a big mall there. Yeah. Well... I still think that Hervey's quote about Bruce Springsteen is the best. If he's the boss, I quit. <laughs> we all know who the boss was. It was Angela. We got Bears trade she scenarios. She was the boss. Actual, well thought through, advised, not pie in the sky. Or was Mona the boss? Practical. Bears. It like Mona might have been the boss. Down trade scenarios. Next. Samantha? Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Badlands? I'm not sure why you're looking at me on this one. Badlands. Like, I, I enjoy a little bit of Bruce Springsteen, but I, I would too. not say that I know his music that well, well I that think, I could identify I it. I think a lot of stuff's really good. And actually, one of, the, one of my favorite interviews that I ever did on the score was with Stevie Van Zant. Oh, he's great. In studio over at NBC Tower. Sat with me for half an hour. He was an absolute delight. Couldn't have been nicer, more interesting, wide-ranging interview. Absolutely loved it. Terrific guy. And I, I don't I don't, I don't, don't mind Bruce Springsteen's music. Sometimes, you know, you, get, you hear like a... Not my favorite. Like, I like Rosalita. Right, this is the uh, genesis of the Carlton, right? It's Courtney Cox. Yeah, Courtney Cox. Doing the Carlton before the Carlton yep. was the Carlton? Yep. Yeah, it's good. I just I, I just don't need like a 27-minute version of this song. Which is what they give you. They'll bring back then do an acoustic version and then do, I, I, I don't know. So, They're going to throw you out of the club, man. It's fine. I, am I allowed to just for him to be fine? Is that okay? Yeah, it's probably all right. That's all. Just don't don't start talking about Pearl Jam or all Dave Matthews Band. It's, it's also fine. Like, there's nothing it's, wrong, it's with wrong, wrong with it. It's fine. I, I don't I don't go out of my way to say oh I can't listen. This is just fine. So Matt Miller <laughs> talked to people. Thankfully, rather than just throwing things at the wall, Matt Miller canvassed more than half a dozen scouts coaches, and executives from around the NFL to come up with three sensible, see that word? Sensible offers. I like that. For the top pick. Although no personnel affiliated with the involved teams weighed in. So this is actual information with sensible, possible offers. And and probably talking to more than one person. Yeah, this is the opposite of clickbait reporting. Potential offers that make sense. Indianapolis Colts. The number one pick, okay? The offer, number four overall, a second rounder, a fourth rounder, and a third rounder in 2024. 
And he says, the feedback when I put this into a mock draft is that the Bears won't get a King's Ransom for the number one pick. But Indianapolis had the best situation in terms of draft capital and trading the pick out of the NFC. A one, a two, a four, and a future three? Says it's not a huge return. Swap, swap one, two, four, future three. Okay, so they still Although have. Although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm but, listening. Uh, I'm, I'm listening. So not a huge return that. keeps the Bears in contention to draft one of the two top defenders in Carter and Anderson, and that's arguably the most important scenario for Poles and Eberflus in a and class that doesn't have a top five player at left tackle or wide receiver. You look at this draft, and a lot of people will tell you that this this draft is pretty strong overall, one through fifty five. So with that second-round pick, you're in play to do some stuff, too. One pro scout estimates there could be nearly 20 starter spots the Bears need to upgrade. So getting three choices is big. Staying in range for Carter or Anderson makes this intriguing. I'm with that. All right. I, I'm, I'm listening. If that's, if that's the phone call from Indianapolis, I'm not hanging up immediately. Scenario number two, Houston Texans. Okay. Number two overall, a third-rounder, a fourth-rounder, and a third in 24. I'm going to need that second-round pick. And I get that moving from two to one is easier than moving from four to one. I need a second. I don't... mm. Again, I'm probably not hanging up the phone, but there's a lot of work we got to do between now and when we make this deal. Here's the analysis. If this looks familiar to Bears fans, it mirrors the deal the team made to slide up a spot to get Trubisky. Mm -hmm. A personnel director expressed to me at the Senior Bowl, he writes... That's because there are no sure, there's no sure thing quarterback at the top. The Bears won't be able to ask for an Eli Manning-like trade. Like the Colts offer, this package keeps the Bears in the running for Anderson or Carter. But this one's particularly interesting because then they could be in a position to, to trade, trade down again. again. Yes. It doesn't happen often in the NFL draft, though it is common in the NBA. The Bears slide back to number two, then immediately put that pick up for a trade to another quarterback-hungry franchise. Yes, the Colts. So sometimes trades in the NFL aren't just about the picks you get in that year, but how many extra picks you can turn those into once the dust settles. Or the Raiders. This has been, in my mock draft that I did for NBC Sports Chicago, I I did them trading down twice and staying in, landing at seven. All right, let me give you one more. Okay. Carolina Panthers. Here's the offer. Okay. N- number nine overall. You got to jump for it. A third, a fourth. And then a 2024 first and a 2024 third. Ooh. Okay. So swap. A little delayed gratification on this. Swap. Yeah. Third, fourth, next year's one and another fourth. Third. Third. So this is the most lucrative trade for the Bears in terms of draft capital received, but it puts the team way out of position to land the top defenders. Yes. At number nine, the Bears could instead be looking at pass rushers Tyree Wilson of Texas Tech or Miles Murphy of Clemson, and there's no guarantee that those two are still on the board. One former NFL GM said, anytime you trade back that far, you can't be certain who will still be on the board. So you have to be really comfortable with the draft class as a whole. And with your roster having enough needs, you can still get an impact player out of the first round. The Bears fit that model well with the needs they have. That's the luxury of being that bad, I guess. So it's a risk, but the payoff might be best for the future. The future first and thirds would give Chicago a chance to attack a 2024 class that from an early perspective looks stronger overall than this one. Mm. I think of the three deals, I would be most inclined to dig in with Houston. I'm like, okay, 
this is not what I want, but let's see if we can do a little bit more. With the idea being perhaps Indianapolis or Las Vegas or Carolina is still desperate enough to try and jump ahead of the others to make sure that they can get C.J. Stroud or whomever. That's not bad. I like that. You know what that was? That was sensible. That was sourced. That was well-considered. And maybe there's a way to do more than one of these, as they said. Maybe you do one and then you do the other. Uh Uh-huh. That would be my choice for them. That's what they should do. But we shall see. What are you doing when we come back, Mike? Ray? Oh, there is a uh, new endorsement for the re-election campaign of Mayor Lori Lightfoot. That oh, is, Lord. Is it Willie that Wilson? That is interesting. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wish. So we have an actual audio endorsement? That's an audio endorsement. That's right. All right. You hear it next. All right. Bernstein at Homes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I'm a huge sports fan. And, you know, during this time uh, when there's no play, I'm still, you know, watch, reading multiple sports blogs every day and keeping up with uh, the NFL draft and, um, uh, you know, wondering if Ryan Pace is awake up there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Stop lying. Oh, it's a step up from Rahm Emanuel calling Ron Santo Ron Santos. But <laughs> Or Kaminsky Park. Big fan. Yeah? What's the name of the place? Uh, was it George Ryan that referred to Mike Ditka as the Hall of Famer Dick Butka? Ron Santos. I may have uh, come across why... Obama did that because not far from his house, there's Kaminsky School. Ah. Like like a block away. But still, that's bad, 44. So I don't know what this Dick is. But there he is, the Hall of Famer. Maybe Dick he's the guy that with the endorsement. Dick Butka. And <laughs> Dick Butka. It was great. And Dick just kind of starts laughing, walks up there. That was that was live. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Jordan. Dick Butka. <laughs> I hate you, Mike. Ron Santos. <laughs> Uh, okay. Number 89! <laughs> All right, so we have somebody here. I don't know if they introduced themselves, but I, I think so. This is uh, the latest endorsement for the incumbent mayor, Lori Lightfoot. Hi, I'm Kevin Garnett, and I'm supporting Lori Lightfoot for mayor of Chicago. Voting is the only way to demand change, especially when it comes to our community. That's why I am supporting Lori Lightfoot, who has shown that actions speak louder than words especially with the Invest Southwest program. Lori Lightfoot is a strong leader, and that's why I'm supporting her for mayor of Chicago. Our community is counting on you. This is Kevin Garnett. Please make sure your voice is heard and you go out and vote. Thanks. Um, point of order, Your Honor. Mm-hmm. Does Kevin Garnett live here? Our community is counting on you. This is Kevin Garnett. I don't think so. I, I, I wouldn't think so either. 
No, I know he went to he went to Farragut for a year, right? He, I mean, he claimed Chicago, and I'm okay with that. I'm just like, do you are you actually going to vote here? Because I don't. I feel like you probably don't have residency here, which is also a big issue when it comes to this mayoral election of, oh, you don't live in the city. Interesting. That's an interesting choice. So is where you're getting your money from. I actually think Kevin Garnett in in the the commercials that he does. I think Kevin Garnett's an excellent actor. Yeah, he's really good. I I think so, too. I love him in the MGM stuff. I think he's really good. I love the one with him and Jamie Foxx where – He's like, because it's a very Kevin Garnett thing to say. Is like, what you standing up for? Yeah, I like the one at the, <laughs> the smoothie bar where he's like, I, I need, I need some good energy out of you. I don't like your energy. Like that, that, that it's funny. Yes, but all right, okay, all right. Well, all right. Here's Blanco and Parkinson Spiegel are next.